Hello and welcome into this week's Growmark Podcast. I'm Matt Wetterston and we've got a special treat today. I've grabbed the entire government relations team. We've got Chuck Spencer, Liz Hobart, and Kristen Falken. As election day nears, and Kristen, we'll start with you, and I guess just what are your overall thoughts and emotions and the importance of getting out the vote as, as the election approaches here quickly? I think the main thing that I keep hearing when I'm talking to people and I say, are you going to go vote? Have you voted? They tell me, Kristen, I don't like any of the candidates. I don't like Trump. I don't like Hillary. Oh, I, I don't want to vote. And I think the importance to me is to realize that we're in more than a presidential election. There are quite a few races down ballot that do matter just as much as that presidential election does. Really, at that, that local level, those people have a great impact on your everyday life and can set a course for the country and so it does matter that you do get out there that you do vote and that you do make a choice on election day what do you do to make yourself an informed voter on some of those those local candidates who maybe don't get quite the attention that the national candidates do and maybe other things that may come up on the ballot well doesn't they say go into your local county office and who that election official is and talk to him who are the candidates on the ballot and then go home do your research look them up um, and then you know you can also find out are there maybe constitutional amendments or um, other ballot issues that might be in your state or in your local county or city that you might need to know more about and um, I know here in Illinois they sent out a booklet on the, the amendments that might be on the ballot that we can then take a look at. Liz I know you spend a lot of time in Illinois and Wisconsin what are some of the key issues related to agriculture that, that uh, you're keeping your eye on? Uh, yes, as, as we talk about the election, and what we're doing is basically electing these policymakers that are going to be making some of the decisions that impact us in our daily lives, but also impact our industry and, and the Growmark FS system. Uh, for example, in, in Iowa, um, with the election, we have 25 seats in the Senate that are up for election. All of the US, or all of the Iowa House seats are up for election. So it's very important to be informed because one of the key issues that's going to be coming about in Iowa in 2017 is a long-term sustainable, adequate funding for water quality. This is a very important issue, not only in Iowa, but of course throughout the Midwest. But they're going to be looking at a long-term funding source uh, to help fund some, some of the initiatives, some of the efforts of water quality. Uh, as you talk about Illinois, for example, too, um, probably the biggest issue is going to be the budget. Uh, Illinois, with its f current financial uh, condition, we do have a budget that will be a stopgap budget that will be expiring December 31st. So as of January 1, we do not have a budget again. So that will be one of the top issues that this new General Assembly will be addressing uh, once they're seated in, in January. And as you look at the budget, you, you may think, okay, so what does that really have to do with agriculture? Well. Without a budget, there are a lot of programs, there are a lot of funding mechanisms, and they're going to be looking for increased revenue, they're going to be looking for decreased expenses, which impact our industry and our everyday lives. And as we were preparing for this discussion, one of the things you brought up was you got to get out and vote, you know, and you're such a big proponent of that. Yes, I, th I think that that is very important because it's very important that you understand what is on your ballot, that you go to the polls, um, whether you do the early voting or whether you do it at the polls, and, and bring your neighbor along. Help them to uh, understand the voting process, get them to the polls, because it's very important that uh, you participate in this process. And, and the one part that I also like to tell folks is it's not done on November 8th. Uh, once that election is done, it's very important to build those relationships, and that's your opportunity then to help these individuals that are elected into office to represent you, to understand the issues that are important to you. Chuck, what about from a national perspective? What do you have your eye on? Oh, we, we are watching very closely uh, how this election is going to turn out. 
And I say that because not only is it important for the future and what we're going to see in the coming years, but it is going to be critical in the lame duck session that it begins for the House November 15th and the Senate um, in, in that same time frame around November 15th. We have then the decisions to make because funding for Congress will and the government will run out uh, December 9th. And so they've got to come to a compromise of some type, whether they're going to fund the operations of our federal government for the short term, how long that will be. And obviously, we're going to have an administration change one way or the other. So typically, they'll want to go into early spring. They may make a decision to go all the way to September. But in that opportunity comes the ability to address a number of different issues. And we are watching infrastructure. For example, the Water Resources Development Act is up for conference committee where the House and Senate can agree and we could get this passed by January. That's going to be critical for our waterways and port system of our country in which with a plentiful agricultural crop, we need to be focused on exports. We'll need the trade agreement, trade agreement discussion, Trans-Pacific Partnerships going to be coming up. I understand what all the signaling is about whether there's votes there or not. What we have to be focused on is, is what's good for the country and then make the right decisions. And then another issue that we're looking at and seeing if we can include in any financial package that would fund government for the year, because it's likely one of the few things that will move forward, is a provision that will address multiple employer pension plans. Sounds like a mouthful, but for cooperatives and small charities, uh, they like to pool their resources and operate as more like one big unit with their retirement plans. That's going to be critical for us to see a passage of a provision that will base their loss experience to ensure those programs based on actual actuarial losses instead of what we're seeing, which are budget influenced. We've had doubling in premiums since 2007, and it's putting a lot of pressure on keeping a very good benefit that so many people look forward to in place for small cooperatives and charitable organizations. I know you're a big proponent of digging deep into these candidates to find out you know, what their policies are and go on their websites and whatnot. I mean, what's your overall recommendation for selecting a candidate and types of things that uh, voters uh, should look into before heading to the polls? You know, debates are, are still ongoing at times. Um, so you could go and attend one of those, a town hall meeting. Many of the candidates are still out and about. They're going to make the sweeps through their areas that they're running for. And I think that's an, a very important way to get out, meet them individually, meet them personally. And the more localized this is, the better that opportunity is. Uh, sometimes these meetings can be very small. I've attended them when there's been as few as 20 people there and have had the opportunity to speak to people who are on Ways and Means Committee, which sets tax policy for this country. I hear so many people discuss about what's right and what's wrong with how our operations are going in the United States. My question to them, very quick into our conversations, tends to be, what have you done lately as far as expressing your opinion to this elected official? How are you staying engaged with that person? Have you offered to be on an advisory committee? Did you choose to try to set that tone before the election? And, and what are you doing in the post-election session, as Kristen and Liz talked about? How are you choosing to establish a relationship? Or do you sit back from afar and simply uh, express opinions of concern. You know, change makers come uh, from the standpoint of it being engaged, deep involvement, and providing valuable input 
into the decisions that are facing each of us, whether it's in our communities, school boards, um, or whether it's at the state and national level in elected office. It's going to be important that we're engaged. Liz? Uh, yes, I'd just like to tack on to that because I think as you talk about the elected officials, and, and we know what's important to agriculture industry. We know what's important to grow Mark system and us as individuals. But you look at the diversity of the issues that these uh, policymakers have to deal with. And so it is very important that you become that trusted source for them because on these issues, if they are not familiar with these issues, they're looking for those folks that can help them to understand the issue. And you need to get your issue to resonate above some of these other issues. Help them to have that educated um, decision, that well-informed decision with the diversity of the issues that these folks deal with. Chuck? People see corn, soybeans, wheat, and so many of our agricultural crops, including vegetable crop production. They drive by and they understand the beauty. They understand the vastness. What they don't understand is how technology advanced we are. Site-specific agriculture is where most producers are at today with their cropping practices. Managing nutrients down to this six-inch level. Uh, their plant population, selecting based on soil type. We are even in the most advanced planters, planting the seeds and the hybrids that are best suited for those soil types and then fertilizing on that same basis. We need to be able to translate that into elected leaders' minds because each of them have different backgrounds, professional expertise in small areas, in specific areas. And what we need to all recognize is we may not sit uh, and be able to trade on the Board of Trade or the New York Stock Exchange, but there are people who understand that. Those same traders on those exchanges probably have never driven a tractor or understand what it takes to manage a cornfield. We need to bridge that gap, and we have to take it upon ourselves to do so. Well, thank you so much for this discussion, Chuck Spencer, Liz Hobart, and Kristen Falcon. And thank you for listening to this week's Growmark Podcast. <music>